0: Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your two-time PACE award-winning hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub.
1: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined by my wonderful co-host, Chris Gouts. Chris, how are you today?
2: Excellent.
1: Good. Good. And uh, hey, you know what? We, on the last podcast, we talked SECC, right? Not and the football. Not the football, correct. We, we straightened that out so good. you know what SECC I'm is good. now. Good. The campaign is officially kicked off now, so and now it runs through October 20th. So everybody out there, uh, make sure if you want to donate, you can you can go on to uh, the Herman site and, and get deductions taken straight out of your paycheck if it's easier for you. Uh, you know we, we They want to hit a record of um, 900000 So if you can and you're able to, please donate to uh, a charity that's, you know, for a good cause um, and it runs through October 20th so please do that and uh, if you want to know more about SECc, please go back to last week's podcast and, and Heather Travis explains it in great detail and how to do all this stuff so go ahead and, and reach back to that one from last week Chris I hear uh I hear we we have some cool things going on in the department what's what's going on well, that was very vague uh, setup. Greg, I g- yeah. appreciate that. Um,
2: so, yeah, well, speaking of uh, records, uh, we just got noticed uh, notice that last month, the 50th cabinet um, in the Huron Valley region was installed through uh, the partnership that we have with Habitat for Humanity and the MDOC. Um, so, we do, obviously, we do a ton of cabinets all around the state, but the Huron Valley was celebrating that their 50th. And... It's not the, Not Huron Valley, but the Huron uh, Valley region uh, for Habitat. And the cabinets um, that we've uh, installed have come from three facilities, the Parnell Correctional Facility, uh, Bellamy Creek uh, Correctional Facility, and the Richard A. Hanlon uh, Correctional Facility. So uh, as you know, Greg, we, you know, we've seen as we've gone around the state uh, touring, uh, not FOA offices, but but CFA offices. Which you need to go out to our FOA offices, by the way, but yeah. go ahead. All right, yeah, well... They don't build any cabinets in FOA offices, so (laughs) hasn't been as much of a reason to go there. Very true. Um, But what they do there is pretty uh, amazing, and they've been doing it for a really long time. And and in recognition of that, tonight, actually, uh, as we speak, we're all uh, gussied up and getting ready to head over to uh, the Lansing Center across the street where Director Washington is going to be honored with a very big award. She's going to be named the Public Official of the Year uh, for 2017 by uh, Habitat for Humanity of Michigan, so a really great honor. Um, the director was obviously very pleased and very humbled and very surprised uh, to hear uh, about this, but uh, we're very excited to, uh, to see her accept that award in recognition of all of the hard work that the, our staff and, and the prisoners do around the state. Uh, it's really cool to see the stuff they make uh, it's for those who uh, you know, are really in need of it, um, and it helps our, our prisoners out feeling a sense of being able to give back uh, and some of that restorative justice component that we talk a lot about. So just a really great uh, collaboration between the two organizations, and so uh, kudos to the director, and we'll look forward to seeing her tonight up on stage uh, receiving that award.
1: Well, congratulations to our director. Yes, you you say you say vague, but you know exactly what I was talking about, Chris, because that's exactly what I was talking about when I said what's going on. So I do want to remind everybody that ASCA has set up a relief fund for Hurricane Harvey for all the people, all of our you know corrections brothers and sisters from um, the affected areas, where you can donate and help them out. Um, You can donate at ASCA.net if you're looking to do that. Again, that's ASCA.net, and thanks to them again for for um, for doing this. Now, Chris, I'm excited for today, and I know you are too, because I've seen pitchers, they may be senior pitchers, they may be, I'm not sure where I saw these pictures, but uh, I saw a picture of you spinning a basketball, I think it was a senior pitcher, yeah, spinning a basketball, I don't know who gets a senior pitcher with them spinning a the basketball, but I know you're a basketball true ballers, guy. True ballers, true ballers. True ballers. <laughs> so I know you're a basketball guy, I know you, you're uh, you're a basketball fan, and so I know today's guest is right up your alley, right?
2: Yeah, that's right, I'm looking forward to this interview, and you know, as we were getting prepared for that, for the, for the interview today, you know, we were talking about our, our idols, and, and you mentioned that yours was uh, Pistol Pete, uh, yeah. which is also a very, but very yeah. big, one of, big one of mine. And mine um, saw uh, an end uh, to his life, uh, sadly, the same way yours did, uh, Hank Gathers.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: both who died doing what they love, playing that's, basketball. That's true. So, and,
1: and, and, you know, we are both basketball fans, so I'm excited today to have everyone get to know some people from the UP, which is also important. You know, they... They do a tremendous job up there of corrections and offender success and helping people and um, public safety. And, you know, people in the UP, if you, you visit up there, you, you guys are just up there, they're very humble, aren't they? I mean, they, they just do their job. They don't want any. They don't want the highlights. They don't want the, mm-hmm. the spotlight. Um, but I, let's, let's spotlight one today. What do you say, Chris?
2: Yeah, that sounds good. We're looking forward to it, and I think, like you said, it's good to, to highlight staff uh, that are up there who just go about their work and do it and don't think twice about any accolades or any recognition.
1: Um, but that's what we're here for. So let's get to it and, uh, let's get to an interview. Well, Chris, um, as a former basketball star in Adrian, I know you're, uh, I, I know you're very interested to talk to today's guest. Um, we have on Roger French who's a prison counselor at the Newberry correction facility. And Chris has just been, um, giggling like a, a schoolgirl over here about the, the interview today because he's excited to talk with him. Um, roger is well roger I can, I can let you introduce yourself but um we'll start out by saying you're a very famous basketball coach in the up right
0: uh yes i was voted that yes <laughs>
1: so why don't you go ahead and give us a little a, a bio of where you work now where you've been through the department and kind of uh you know your, your coaching history now
0: okay um well i started off i guess in corrections in 95 uh, as an officer um and then uh Became a prison counselor uh, about five years ago, so I got about 22 years in with the department. Um, and as for high school coaching, uh, started off in uh, seven years ago, so I got seven years coaching at uh, Ingadine Consolidated Schools as their varsity girls basketball coach.
1: So let's so let's talk about your um, your coaching career or your, your coaching. Um, awards that you received last year. So you received, through the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan, the yes. Girls State Coach of the Year for Class D, is that right?
0: Yes.
1: And you also received uh, Region 15 Coach of the Year too, right? Correct. Well, that's pretty impressive, Chris. Have you ever, ever received an award for basketball like that? Uh,
2: I got a Sixth Man of the Year award <laughs> in, uh, in eighth grade. Still still got it on my wall at still, home. Still got the trophy at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So this
1: is Samesies, I guess. Yeah, you guys are close. Sure, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so it's very impressive. And so I kind of want to get into this with you and kind of figure out, you know, how did you become the Ingadine Eagles girls basketball coach number one? And have you coached previously, or how how did you get this gig?
0: Um, Well, I actually, you know, uh, growing up, I wanted to be a, a teacher coach. I went to school for that at Cornerstone College. Um, And then when I graduated college, of course, uh, those jobs just don't appear right away. Um, I moved back into uh, where I was from, the Newberry area, and uh, sort of just put it on the back burner um, and started my corrections career. And it was about Seven years ago, they went through a couple coaches over at Engadine, and and my kids are in the Engadine schools. Um, my oldest daughter, I think, was sixth grade uh, when I started. Yes. And and I think they put it out, and I went for it, and of course I was out of it for a few, but they gave me a chance anyways, and uh, ended up coaching.
1: So. Well, I'd say that chance paid off, wouldn't, wouldn't you, Chris?
2: Yeah, so, uh, so how many of your players are, uh, I mean, does uh, Gino Ariama show up in your stands uh, watching your girls? <laughs> Tom Izzo or, is from uh, the UP, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Izzo, yeah, he could stop by on his way.
0: Um, no, we didn't have anybody uh, like that stopping by, but uh, the, the skill level actually was this, this year in the Eastern UP. I, I want to just give a shout-out to that. I mean, we had some excellent teams. I, I think in Class D... Uh, we had one of the strongest conferences, probably in the state, uh, between Detour, Cedarville, and Pickford. And just they're really strong all this year, which which for us uh, just made us better.
2: So this award um, was this based on your you know your long seven-year career at Ingadine or, right. or was this uh, based on one season? Did you have a particularly strong season? Did you guys head down to the Palace or wherever they have the... original you know at the Breslin, yeah. yeah Breslin, yeah. Yeah, we, we, uh, we made it to the semis
0: down at uh, the Breslin Center this year. Oh, that's Impressive, oh. yeah.
2: Very cool. Do you stop down to central office while you are here?
0: Uh, no, I didn't. Well, well, next time you do, next I
2: season, you make sure you
1: come by and say hi, and you can do the podcast in person. Right, so- I was a little busy, but, yeah. <laughs> So let's get. So I just want to clear something up. So you're yep. talking, um, you know, you have. I'm guessing your school is uh, you've got to have a thousand kids to pick from, right? So you, you have tons of talent there. You can just pick from the best of the best. Is that is that is that how this works?
0: Uh, actually, no. Uh, we uh, our high school is actually under a hundred. Uh, we're probably running. We run right now in between eighty and hundred students in our in our high school. So maybe a little over 20 in a class. Um, so if you get four or five girls in a class to come out and play basketball, uh, you're doing pretty good.
1: So
0: We're pretty small, small
1: class D. So that just speaks to, you know, you, you, are, you are creating the talent there, so you're, you're obviously doing something right, and you have a formula that's working. So, um, I, do you, I mean, is that, is that what it is? How do, how do, how do you get, you know, a classes of 20 kids to come out and, and make it all the way to the Breslin to the semifinals in the state? Well, I think, you
0: know, in in a small school, um, we have a lot of multi-sport kids, Um, so I think skill level in that, I mean, it's not just in basketball, I mean, they're in volleyball, I mean, they're playing four varsity sports usually uh, a year, so I mean, the skill level translates, I want an athletic girl on my team, and... That small school, I think, gives
2: me that. So, uh, so give us the secret to your success. I mean, what do we, uh, what do we run at Ingadine? Are you run the motion offense, are you <laughs> at the high post? Uh, what do you, you do? Two three zone. <laughs> what do <are> you
0: do? <laughs> um,
2: Let's do offense first, and then we can talk about the zone versus man to man.
0: Okay. Um, well, offensively, we run a motion offense, and, and we good. run uh, different sets oh, out of that. Uh, we sort of uh, play to what defense. Uh, we're going to be... Uh, I like to keep offense pretty simple at Ingedyne. I mean, we're not uh, <clears throat> complex motion offense or anything like that. We run a read and react off whatever the defense has really given us, and, and then we'll show different sets to where we feel we can attack to, uh, attack that defense. So we keep offense pretty simple, and, and the simpler it is, it, it's easy on... we. We gear more towards that. Uh, we want skills in the player. Teach actually basketball more than, hey, go to point A to point B. Hey, if you see this, I would rather have you take it. So it's more, more thinking in basketball in the motion offense and reading and reacting.
1: Well, good. That's a, that's a nice answer. I like that, coach. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I do want to ask you you know did you play basketball growing up or in high school and college i is your family involved in sports how, how, how are you how are you involved in all this oh
0: uh, yeah i i actually had two older brothers that went and played college uh football so i, th- I think i was one that <laughs> didn't want to follow those steps so i was a basketball guy and maybe i tried a little bit more at basketball but i i played all, all sports in high school uh at newberry uh and uh went on at Cornerstone College. I played one year there. Uh so I got one year there. Yep.
1: And your is your family involved with you in in, in sports or other oh, kind of Definitely.
0: Side? Uh I have an older daughter that I was able to coach uh and I still have a younger daughter also that hopefully I'll be able to coach and in, in two boys. My boys are thirteen and I got a five year old boy too still at home. So yeah.
1: So, so there's a, co- a lot of coaching left on your plate then, huh? Yeah, but
0: yes.
2: <laughs> so uh, what about uh, at the facility? Do you, you uh, get out on the court and uh, try to give some pointers to the guys uh, when they're out and during uh
0: No, <laughs> I don't hit the yard too often. Uh, <laughs> I might walk through and, and, and look out that way, but, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> well, don't go there too often.
1: Well, Roger, I've got I to gotta ask, uh, before we close this and say, again, congratulations on it awesome year of coaching and winning, you know, uh, both the state and region 15 coach Thank of the year you. award. Um, talk a little bit about, because I know it's important right now to us and, and throughout the country, there's there's a movement of, you know, work-life balance, especially in corrections because of the work that you do inside, um, the work that officers do inside. You know, it's very important to have something to do outside of work, a hobby. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming this is what you do to, to relieve your stress and to kind of get, yeah. get away from work. So talk about how important that is to you and how you make that work.
0: Well, and and I th- well number one I think for for what I do I got I, I got some pretty good bosses um, uh, so so they let me do you know give me a pretty good schedule um, but yeah I, when you're under the stress and it, and, it, and it's not really prisoner stress or, or but it's a, it's a job where it's routine and I think if you don't have that hobby like you said out of out of corrections um, it will start to overwhelm you. Uh, a lot of guys uh, use farming around this area you know have hobby farms and stuff like that or, or there is a lot of volunteer coaches uh, I think we, we got uh, a varsity wrestling coach um, so that, that works here. Uh, for Newberry uh, I mean it is so important I believe that to get longevity um, in corrections you have to have that and it,
2: it and it's I guess it gives you uh, happiness well well thanks coach for for taking a few minutes uh, out of your busy day to uh, to talk with us about this you know we think it's important you know not just uh, with the podcast not to just uh, you know, talk about you know things that are coming up but to really highlight our staff because you know with 13,000, 14,000 employees spread across the state. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them they are doing a lot of really cool things, and you definitely uh, rank right up there uh, with you know winning this award. And, and, and thanks to you for being involved in the community. It always says a lot um, for the communities that our facilities are in when we have people out there like yourself who are coaching, who are doing things positively in the community uh, and helping out and volunteering. So kudos to you, congrats on the award, and thank you for coming on the podcast.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: All right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review.
1: You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.